Welcome back to Sporting Gossip. Been a busy show so far, and we continue our focus on the WAFL. Of course, it is a couple of teams with the bye, but not Subiaco. They've had the weekend off, and they return to take on a much-improved Waffle Eagles this weekend, and one of the mainstays for Subiaco, coming off a... Pretty sure it'd be a career-high 42 touches against Perth a couple of weeks ago, and that is Greg Clark, and he joins us on the Sporting Goss. Am I right? 42 in a league game? That must be close to the best. Yeah, that was, that was my uh, highest disposal count, yeah, which was nice. You beat Perth. It was a, a bleak old time for the Demons that night. I was actually out of function at the West Coast Eagles, and people were looking out the door thinking, at what stage of the game was this? And it was the last quarter, and... They barely hadn't touched the scoreboard. It was a, a, an outstanding way to go into the break for Subiaco. Forget about Perth, but you must have been very pleased to go into the break with that type of performance. Yeah, we were. We'd, um, we'd had a bit of a focus going into the game that up until this point in the season, we've only really had one game, which was against Claremont, where we played a full four quarters of footy. So it was good to get that against Perth and, and make sure that regardless of the score and regardless of the result at the time, we put out the full four quarters and, and didn't, sort of put the foot off the gas so that was really good from our perspective but um, as we can sort of sympathise with Perth last year we faced numerous injuries and I think they had about 11 of their starting 22 out so we're under no illusion that that wasn't their strongest team but um, yeah regardless of that we were happy to make sure we had the full four quarters in. Of course there were no West Coast Eagles waffle last year the last time you played them was in 2019 they're a very different looking team I'm just going to rattle off a couple of names who played in the game that you played in the last time uh, and we go back to the game which was on July 27 2019 and you won the game by 68 points in their team Petrie, Brander, Vardy, O'Neill, Cole, Foley, Williams, Rotham, Brooksby, Archie, Allen. Uh, they were they. Uh, Nick Reed, I think, played in that game as well. North Beach boy. Um, they were a very good waffle team at that stage and did a job on them. They're not the same team, but they have a guy by the name of Shuey. I'm led to believe coming back. He's a fair inclusion. Yeah, yeah. We've um we've heard all sort of rumours this week, given that the Eagles have the buyers to who they might bring in. Um, but we're excited at the opportunity to face some big names, like you've already mentioned, Shuey and whoever they decide to bring in, um, given that they do have the buy. So it's exciting for us. We're, we're, we're keen to challenge, we'll be challenged by as much experience and it'll be good for us to potentially have the learning curve against a really strong AFL side that they could bring in. Um, and you, you always sort of find that when you play those AFL bodies, they are that bit stronger and that bit harder to hit. So it'll be a very good test for us if we can face a strong eagle side. Uh, can I ask you, you, I read with interest, and I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but now that we've got you on and we're talking to Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club, of course, a former State 18s captain, and that's sort of something you should be very proud of. Now, you haven't gone into the AFL system, and there was some talk that you didn't nominate for the mid-season draft a couple of weeks ago, or did you and withdrew? Can you clarify what that situation was? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd never actually... Um, put my name forward into the mid-season draft and, and that just came from a personal decision that I hadn't sort of had much interest at the time um, from any club specifically and my understanding was that with a mid-season draft there was 15, 20 picks and if the club was probably willing to take you they'd be discussing with you nice and early what what was going to happen so I sort of thought not to put my name in and, and just continue on and make sure for the second half of the year I play really good footy at Subi and if the opportunity comes at the end of the year I'd take it with both hands but 
I can only sort of control very limited things in that process, right? And one of those is just playing as good a footy as I can and, and helping Subi get as high as we can and hopefully win another premiership. Yeah, you're playing good footy, mate. There's no doubt. You're getting plenty of it. One thing you pride yourself on, judging by, you know, when I've seen you play live, and I do try and watch as many Subi games as, as possible if I'm not working, uh, calling the Waffle Eagles on their um, live stream, is your tackling, albeit you only had the three tackles against Perth that night, but they didn't have the footy that much, so it probably wasn't a part of the game that you needed. But you've had, you know, 12 against Swans. I think you had uh, 11 tackles back early in the season against East Tremantle. I mean, tackling's your thing, and and, and to be to be brutally honest with you, you're a fairly big fella. So, I mean, you're not like you're a sort of a, a run with, roll with, uh, tagging, annoying small, blo- bl- small bloke that lays a lot of sort of a groundbreaking tackles. You're a, you're a big fella. So, I mean, that's part of the game that you must be very happy with. Yeah, it's something we, we've always prided ourselves with that too, is our defensive pressure. And I've come into the system around 2014, 2015, when that was at sort of the peak messaging that we are going to be a ruthless defensive side. So mm. at 18 years old and onwards, all I've learned is to make sure I put as much defensive pressure as I can. And we do a lot of work at the club around our gym work and, and making sure we're as strong as possible to be able to lay those tackles and, and apply that defensive pressure. And given given our on sorry, given that I've been able to move on ball this year, it's been something I've had to really make sure is kept in my game that if I'm not winning the ball, I'm making sure that I'm doing whatever I can to stop my opponent doing the same. So it's something I definitely pride my game on, um, that whoever comes up against me is going to face a lot of defensive pressure and I'm sure I'm going to need to bring that this week. Certainly are. Um, are you an Eagles man? Do you barrack for the Eagles in the in the AFL? Yeah, yeah. We've I reckon there's probably about 22 members in my family and all of us barrack for, for the Eagles, so... For sure. Did you go to Did you go to the uh, Eagles Richmond game the other night? Yes, I was lucky enough to get tickets on uh, to the game on Sunday, and I was actually in the pocket where JK kicked that goal. Memorable game. Do you go off? Are you Are you Do you get excited as a fan? Uh not not really. To be honest, I was I was pretty casual about it, but yeah, it was a bloody good game to watch. And either, either way, the Eagles were really really accurate in front of goal, and and good to see them get a win. But yeah. Richmond played outstanding football as well, so it was a great game to be at. Yeah, I wouldn't be writing off Richmond by any stretch of the imagination. You know, their their best yeah, was exciting. Right. Their their the use of handball through the middle, and they just seemed to. It doesn't seem look like there's a plan, but they seem to know where everyone is going and where they're running. It's uh, it's quite quite yeah, good to watch. Uh, just want to ask you about two boys who are in the in your lineup, and I'm and they're pretty obvious names. The Matera boys, Brandon and Bailey. Bailey's been there a bit. Brandon's come across to to join in there and had an injury interrupted start to it. Uh, that's a nice touch of class to be included in your lineup. How's he fitted in around the footy club, not just on the field, but around the club in general? Yeah, it's it's been really good. We've we've got quite a young forward line at the moment. So bringing Brandon in has just added that touch of experience, and he's obviously had a numerous amount of games at Gold Coast and Frio. So bringing him in when we've got a lot of young small forwards has really helped them, and he helps them in terms of understanding off field what needs to be done and, and just sort of game plan things. But just that experience he can bring for them um, and settle that forward line down when when things might be going a bit differently. So. Adding him has been fantastic and it's been really good for Bailey. Um, he's been, like you say, he's been with us now for a few years. But bringing Brando in, I know it was a big thing for them that they wanted to play together. Um, so once Brandon's been out on the field, he's been able to make sure Bailey's staying involved and, and really getting engaged in games. So it's been good for the club as a whole. Last one for you. We're chatting with Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club who 
uh, playing the Waffle Eagles on the weekend. Uh, and if you can't get to the game, let's hope you can. Uh, but if you can't get to the game, you can certainly see it on the Eagles live stream. Looking forward to, to calling that one. Uh, just in regards to a young man called Lewis Putt. I've seen him play a few games. He's obviously out of the Scarborough Ammos as well. I knew his old man, Ian, uh, who is a bit of sort of an ungainly tall, slow-moving Ruckman. I think this kid's got some upside, and I would be very surprised if his development doesn't continue the way it's going, that he'd be looked at at a high level. Yeah, yeah, massive upside to Lewis. He's, um, I only realised around round one after doing a full pre-season how young he was. I'm pretty sure he's still 20 years old. Yeah, and correct. He's got, a lot, he's got a lot of development in him. He's so raw still, and, and like you say, he hasn't been playing footy for that long, and he was just down at Scarborough Ammos, and we have a lot of ex-players down there who, who told him to make sure he gets down to Subi and we've been in dire need of just the pure Ruckman. So it's been unreal having him um, just such a fresh face and, and fresh to the system and he's willing to learn and, and he's constantly trying to improve himself. So like you say, there's there's so much upside to a player like him who's still got so much size to put on, so much experience to come his way and, and being so young is exciting. So we've we've definitely enjoyed having him down there and it's allowed for someone like Della Hunty who's mm. had to shoulder a lot of the work in the ruck for so many years who isn't probably your traditional ruckman it gives him a bit of a chop out and sort of gives us a different look in there so yeah it's really exciting to have him in and I'm sure like you say if he keeps going at the trajectory he is there's probably potential to go to another level. No doubt. Uh, I, I was remiss of me not to ask you a question a little bit earlier, so I'll ask you this anyway. You played in the state game, albeit it wasn't a great result, uh, but it was a it was an interesting build-up for the WA team against South Australia with the coaching changes and player availability and the like. A question I've asked everyone who was on that trip uh, that has joined us on Sporting Goss here on SENWA, if there was one bloke that you didn't know anything about that you got to know in the state a couple of days that you trained and then played over there in South Australia and you went from a bloke that you sort of have knew nothing to a bloke that you thought, gee, he's not a bad bloke, who would that be? Oh, that's a terrific question. That's a really good one. Um, oh, I didn't know much about Tyrone Thorne, the small forward from Peel. He's a midfielder for Peel, but he played small forward in the state side. He's a real quiet character, but gee, he can play. And um, I was getting to know him a little bit, and he's, he's loves his country music, and he's, he's a really funny guy. So it was good to get to know those kinds of guys. Um, and I was sort of thinking about it the other day. We've always had such a rivalry as a club with West Perth, but the guys they've been able to produce, and even Jeff, the coach, they're really ripping, ripping fellas, and they run such a good program, and they're really supportive of um, exposing their sort of younger players to things like state footy. And you look at a guy like Connor West, who's now managed to get himself on the Eagles list. Um, it's, yeah... It, it was a really good experience for me to meet the guys from other clubs and just understand what they're like off-field and, and just get a gauge of what they do to prepare themselves for games. So, yeah, for me, it was Tyrone. He was, he's a funny character, but, yeah, across the board, there was a lot of, lot of good sort of guys to get to know. Great response. Great response. Appreciate that. Very, very much great insight there. But as a Subiaco man that hasn't liked West Perth since 1973, and I'll tell you the story one day, um, <laughs> don't like West Perth too much, Clarky. If you went there, you'd be dead to me. Never, mate. Never. <laughs> We're in gold. That's <laughs> Good man. Appreciate your time. Good luck against the Waffle Eagles. It's going to be a beauty. Look forward to seeing it. And uh, play well. Continue the great season that Subi's having. And uh, there's a long way to go, but uh, you're sort of heading in the right direction. Thanks for joining us on Sporting Goss. He's a good man, Greg Clark. He's a talented young man. And uh, don't be surprised if we don't see him at the next level as well. Get through this season. I'm sure there'll be a few knocking on the door. The best part about him, not just his football, but he's a quality young man. We'll take a break, come back, plenty more to come.